Welcome back. Welcome in to the Lion Share Podcast. It's the St. Patrick's Day weekend. We're past St. Patrick's Day, which means spring and summer are next. This is your shareholder update. We've got a great show planned. Free agents meet free agency moves amok. Guys moving, guys staying. We've had some pro days, and we have a few stragglers yet to find homes. Uh, we'll talk about all of that and more and end with some March Madness talk and St. Patrick's Day talk. So shout out to Matt and shout out to any new listeners if they're listening to our soothing voices. This is an emergency free agency capsule as Chauncey Gardner-Johnson joins the Detroit Lions. We go live to the guys as they report. My, oh my, what a statement from the D. Troy Lyons and Brad Holmes. Wow. Carl, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, somebody I had high on my list. I kind of thought it was slipping away. But what do you know? Here he is. He's got the Honolulu blue on. He's tweeting He's tweeting Lions gifts. He's fully on board. It's a punch-counterpunch, as Andrew mentioned, with the Bears. It seems like it is another punch from the Lions front office. Big signing here. One-year, $8 million deal. Another one-year deal. Brad loves these, apparently. Uh, Prove-it deals. Uh, Chauncey coming off the injury last year. Part of that tough, tough Philadelphia Eagles defense. Man, this this Lions defense has gotten better overnight, it seems. So many signings. Obviously, had the signing of David Montgomery in the offense as well. So it leads the question of who do you get in the draft now? Mitch and I talking about it offline. Maybe they go wide receiver. I don't know. You got in Smith and Jigba. You've got Johnson from the from TCU out there. Um, so maybe maybe we got one wide receiver pick, and maybe you go um, with a with a linebacker in one of those picks as well. Or maybe you get a quarterback. Who knows? They don't have money for a backup uh, anymore. It seems money's getting short, and the quarterback market is short. You got uh, Mason Rudolph out there, Trevor Simeon, uh, guys like that. Teddy Bridgewater is probably too expensive at this point, so it's either a cheapie or they get somebody in the draft. Um, but exciting news late here in the day, and throwing out another one here just as we're recording. Former Rams and Cowboys Pro Bowl long snapper Jake McQuaid signed to a one-year deal with the Lions. That one's pretty random. I'd uh, be curious to see how much money they're giving them, but Lions are going win now mode. It seems they're investing in now a couple one year guys, a couple guys on three year deals. The time is nigh, folks. Shareholders out there, get excited, get hype. The Kool Aid is spiked tonight. Okay, free agency capsule, and the Lions just picked up Gardner Johnson and have added even more depth to a very weak secondary from last year. Absolutely thrilled. I think Brad Holmes is doing an awesome job. Be interested to see where they go in the backup quarterback position. But all in all, I think it's been an awesome free agency week, and Brad Holmes is crushing it. We return you now to your regularly scheduled program. Joined, as always, by Big Pole and Mitch WB. Guys, one week ago, we were having discussions. Fast forward to present day. How do we feel that this... Free agency period has gone compared to what we expected, and uh, I'm going to ask you to rate this out of 10. Andrew, I know the last time you were asked to rate something out of 10, you gave me a letter grade, so I'm hoping for better this time. Let's start with the floor. Uh, the floor is all yours, Mitch. Um, I'm I'm going to give I'm going to give this week's moves a B. 
And let me tell you why. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, probably a solid. I'm going to give it a solid eight, though. I think we talked a lot about uh, last week about how the biggest the biggest need was cornerback, and they definitely addressed it. I think Sutton was one of the top talents. We didn't really talk about Sutton on last week's show, but I really liked that grab. Saved some of the cap space that we we kind of touched on. They didn't get too aggressive in free agency, but they still addressed it. I've taken a little bit of a chance on Mosley, but I still think I like that signing a lot too, adding depth in their most needed position. Uh, they get, they brought back some core guys. I think I may have graded it higher, and there was no moves I didn't like. Andrew touched on grand, um, offensive line depth. They went and got Graham Glasgow, who I think will be very solid in either pushes for starting time or, if nothing else, will be a great piece to move around the offensive line. Uh, I think the one that stings, and I'm sure we'll talk about it quite a bit, is is Jamal Williams. Uh, one of the glue guys, we talked about it, and they built, talked about him being around for the entire buildup. And they went and got Montgomery, which I'm huge on. I think Montgomery is a super talented guy, and it makes the backfield very dangerous for Detroit. But uh, they gave him $6 million a year, and Williams got signed for four and then came out and said the Lions offer was disrespectful. So that hurts a little bit, but overall I, get, I give this week an eight. I would I would echo that. Um, I had an eight down for myself, but I'm going to be different than you. I'm going to give it an 8.5, get a little bump here. I'm going to break it down into two. I'm going to break it out into two. So I'd give the, the players overall an eight that they went and got. I'd give the contracts a nine. I thought they I thought they did a great job with contracts. I know, Andrew, I don't. I didn't mean to steal that one from you, but um, so I'd give it an 8.5 average. I'm kicking myself for last week. There were so many... Uh, I was in a flurry last week, and uh, I forgot to mention Cam Sutton. I had looked at him before the show, and then it, I think somebody mentioned it, and then I, I just kind of – we were talking about so many different things. Um, it was a CF, so um, we, we missed out on a few guys. But I, I'm overall happy with the players that they got. Um, I think now, like you said, Mitch, cornerback's kind of been addressed, so let's fill in the gaps in the linebacking core and uh, the defensive line. Happy to see Glasgow back, and we'll we'll talk about everything that happened. This is just kind of our overall feelings towards it, but um, overall, yeah, eight point five for me, um, and I, I'm feeling good about the offseason thus far. Happy to lead into the draft now, Andrew. I'm gonna go a little different. We're gonna go a little lower. <clears throat> We're gonna hit the guys with a seven point five on this one. Uh, overall, I think they did pretty decent job, better than. Uh, past regimes by far this feels very different uh, to say the least uh, there's a lot of things they still can do dj chark still hasn't found a home uh and we still do need one more threat that's not reynolds you know if he could if he could be reynolds full-time guy and reynolds reynolds taking reps after him that'd be nice um not re-signing evan brown hurt I, did, I thought they were going to assure him up as more depth as well, but, I mean, you got Glasgow to go behind it, but Evan Brown, I mean, he started, I don't know how many games for us last year um, throughout with our tattered O-line and still dominated. So, bummer to lose him. Um, and with the re-signing of Anzalone and Kaminsky, you really kind of committed to... I mean, I what I would hope for is them going to get the best linebacker possible. Didn't get Kendricks out of Minnesota like we talked about. Didn't get Peterson at the safety spot, but 
I mean, you you gave Anzalone was it three years? Yeah, three year, two and a half million I, a year. I think you're. Yeah, he, he's fairly cheap. I think it's a little backloaded, but yeah, three years. He is, and I think uh, like they got an out on the last year at something about like two two and a half of dead cap. But I, I mean, they're committed to Anzalone, but I Rodrigo's not a full time starter. I mean. They need something else there. That was the big one. And then no backup quarterback still is the other the other position that really scares me. I know. I've got that circle. That's a big area for me, too. And Cooper Rush is gone, which is sad. Cooper is yeah. back in Dallas, so that means he's not an option anymore. That hurts. Um, in the linebacking court, very much so. Got to be addressed. Um, let's, let's talk about – let's go down the list here with the new signings. So Mitch mentioned it. David Montgomery from the Bears. Running back is going to fill in. That running backs room um, for Jamal, which is sad to see him go. Got to echo that from you, Mitch. It is sad just just for the fact that he's the glue guy. Cam Sutton, cornerback um, that you mentioned, Mitch from Pittsburgh. That's a big signing. That's that's a a, a very much needed position. Um, Emmanuel Mosley, another cornerback from the San Francisco 49ers. He's he's joining the ship as well, um, and then. Graham Glasgow is back um, after a stint in Denver, so good to have him back in the in the Lions uniform. Love that. Are you guys interested in knowing the nicknames that I have come up with Cam, for Cam Sutton and Emmanuel Mosley? Yes, clearly. That's that's a resounding yes. All right, Cam Sutton. Bear with me here, Cam Sutton. Obviously, Sutton's Bay. We had Revis Island, which is like the most notable nickname ever for a cornerback. Revis Island. What about Sutton's Bay? <laughs> That one's uh five out of ten. Uh, that one's uh remote, to say the least. It, it is. It is. I I don't I don't even really know where that is in geography terms. Have it been out of Michigan for too long? But does it make you feel a little bit better if I came up with that in less than five minutes? We well, no, so. hold on a second. You can't launch a nickname like that, like <laughs> drum it up, and then be like, "Well, but I didn't spend a lot of time on it, so it's not my fault." Yeah, you you're right. I can't provide caveats. Yeah, that, I, that I'm I'm firm. That's Sutton's Bay. We're gonna hear that all year next year. And if if you hear anybody else call him that, you heard it here first, folks. That's all I've got to say. Emmanuel Mosley. I've got a I've got Nosley for this guy because no, he's got a nose no, for the ball. No, end the show. All right. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll be Go back on April no, 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 April twenty third. Episode. This episode's over. <laughs> I Go thought that home. one was better than Sutton's Bay. Actually. Oh, I think Sutton's Bay is better than that. No, Nosley is like a a half, a half out of ten. Oh, geez, maybe if he's oh, a nose tackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't have I one for Glasgow. I really want to know. Oh, you got one for Glasgow? No, I said I don't. Let's make that clear. Oh. I don't have one yet. But give okay. me a little time, and I, I might. I want to know if those two are going to be a part of the uh, seatbelt gang. You got to imagine. So I was just going to say what I like about those two, and I don't know the extent of, I don't know the extent of how much they played together. But obviously, they both went to Tennessee, so I know they they are familiar with each other. And we kind of talked about it last week. You have to, Andrew. I think you said it. The chemistry in the back, the secondary of your defense is huge. So if you have whatever roles those guys play, because. I think Sutton automatically starts. You've got Okuda on the other side, so Mosley coming off the ACL is probably your nickel pack in your nickel package at least to start the year. 
Um, I think if you have good chemistry on one side of the field, those guys can really lock it down. So I'm excited for that. We do have to hope that Okuda doesn't injure one of these guys. Um, <laughs> guys. Yeah. And, I mean, that's our own worst enemy now. Wow. Well, yeah. What was and, the Dave uh, Batista WWE move that was Okuda's signature tackle? Was that the uh, the spear? What was that called? I'll figure it out. Good radio. Yeah, check that out. Check that out. Unaware. Um, I did not know. That's a good nugget, though. I did not know they both went to Tennessee. That is a... That is something I heard new that to me. they were roommates. They uh, what? yeah, one of them hosted the other one. I think. Um, well, I love this. Even Cam, more now. Cam Sutton was a sophomore and hosted Emmanuel Mosley on his visit to Tennessee. I uh, showed him the ropes. Yep. Well, he must have done something right if he brought him there. So maybe there were some discussions about joining the lines together then. Imagine and I love what did, did you touch. guys catch what. Um, I think it, oh, I, I'm messing this up. One of them, I can't remember which one it was. Again, great talk radio. One of them said, like, this is where guys want to play. Like, guys want to come play for Dan Campbell. So the Dan Campbell effect is working if you have – and I believe he even said, like, it's not just it's not just local guys. Like, it gets around the NFL when guys want to play for a coach. Uh, so also just awesome to see the, the culture is working. To, to add on to that too, Mitch, now, I think it was, I believe it was Cam Sutton who said it, um, but to, to add on to it, not only did he mention Dan Campbell saying that, but Brad Holmes, and he also mentioned Sheila. So, I mean, for all the, for all the long timelines out there saying nothing will change until you sell the team, new, new ownership, players know that. I mean, it technically did change hands, but players know that the ownership has made a massive change and they need it and they want to change as well. The apple does fall far from the tree because Martha was not like that. And you never heard a one player, uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I uh, never heard anybody calling out Martha when they're in their uh, signing uh, press conferences, right? Nah, not that I. Bless her heart. Martha Firestone Ford, bless her heart. But uh, Sheila, I, I, I am. I'm happy with what uh, the ship that she's running. Uh, it's 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 a breath of fresh air, to say the least. We need more female uh, leadership in the workplace. And and on this show, perhaps. <laughs> Let's just boost bump. those numbers to our audience. Yeah, yeah. The 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 ten percent that we get female right now, we got to bump that up. We could probably get some guest spots. We we I feel like people like us enough as a unit to jump on and say hello. You would hope, right? I mean, maybe for the draft, we'll try to bring somebody in. What was I going to say? I had something to respond to Andrew's comment. Um, and I don't remember what it was well, now. I was going to say, speaking of the draft there, but I mean, uh, what are, what are your, your thoughts? Role, on, oh, you don't, you don't want to move on just yet. Sheesh. No, I was going to ask you. I wanted, I wanted to ask if um, you guys had any thoughts on the contracts. Uh, Cam Sutton's three-year three, uh, $33 million. Um, and then Emmanuel Mosley, one year, six million. Um, I thought that those were fair-ish, right? I like them both. I mean, I think you. you see, I like them. Yeah, I mean, you see the top corners getting seventeen million a year, uh, so a six million discount. Not discount, I guess. Like Sun's solid. Like Sun, don't get me wrong. I think Sun's going to be really good for Detroit. But eleven million a year, I feel really good about that spend. And Mosley is kind of a one-year prove-it deal, and. Just kind of have to hope he balls out and then bring him back again. 
Well, Mosley's coming off that torn Achilles. Uh, I kind of assume that's why he was getting the one-year prove-it deal, too, was, you know, um, are you ready to play at this level again? Can you move? Can you can you accelerate? Can you decelerate? Can you keep up with NFL wide receivers still? So he has this one year to prove it, just like Chark got coming off an injury. They're two very similar contracts on what they're doing. They're going to get high-caliber athletes that have just been injury injury-bitten and giving them a chance to change their career around, but with no real long-term drag to the team. I was just going to say, I, I think we're kind of, yeah, we're seeing how Brad Holmes likes to operate. He's, and even not, not even the one year prove it's, which obviously he likes those, but three years for Jamal, three years for Cam Sutton. Like he's, he's making guys earn long term contracts. And I think kind of the way you build winning franchises, really, you don't lock into anybody unless they are that, you know, Tom Brady, I guess would be a great example, or, or Matt Stafford, the people who are the face of your franchise. Um, he wants to build successful teams and make guys earn their contracts. And it leads to situations like this where I think we can all agree that they should have a successful season. They've made some moves, and they've still got over $18 million in cap space for next year, this year. It's huge, it, it, right? It all points to that three-year window that we always talk about on here, too. I mean, you see the max of three-year contracts, and then you think of the rookie class that we have coming in from this year and last year. I mean, all going to be expiring in three to four years so you i mean it it feels like they've drawn a line on where the window is for this team to get it done and then once you get it done it's it's building on top of that so it it seems like we have a roadmap and a time and it's so much better than the signings of the of the old regimes too uh like with trey uh uh, what the name i just had the name trey flowers um the contract he he got I mean, he could have panned out, but the, the 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 amount of money they gave some of those guys on defense, those free agents, um, Jamie Collins too, he got a ton of money, right? Like uh, just bad contracts, bad structured contracts. Seems like they're doing it the right way now. Or it, there's no there's no perfect way to do it in the NFL. It's got to be all negotiations. But uh, a lot more faith in the Brad Holmes regime than any of the past. That's for sure. Uh, At least talk- with these contracts, uh, you have less. Less uh, chance for uh, uh, to pay for players not on your roster. <laughs> That's right. That's always good to avoid that. And and the, like the one year prove it or one year deals that they're given Mo- Mosley and other guys. Um, you, I love that in the terms of of the injury thing. And um, I think sometimes it can come back to bite you because then you get a one year guy. Or you could have locked him in at a better price, right? Um, so it's a it's a double edged sword, but it, doing it the right way it seems. And you said it was. I just need clarification, Mitch. I think you said it was ACL. Is it? Was it an ACL or an Achilles for mostly? I think it was an ACL, but I, I will. I want to double check. I can't. I thought it was the same thing as Okuda, but I, I honestly, I don't I can't know remember. Which one's worse. Yeah, cornerback uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Emmanuel Mosley putting in a lot of work in rehab from torn ACL. Okay. okay. And when did he tear it? Do you know? Does it have a date on that? Some point in the season last year. I'm sure it does. Someone, Week someone tell five, a joke. I think I heard. Someone tell a joke. That's Andrew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Andrew tell a joke. That's my life. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Come on. Uh, October 9th. That was, October that was 9th. Not... So still decently. Fried. Okay. So you 
yeah, you give them that's almost a full calendar year to the start of the season. Yeah. So that's that's on track. Yeah, he should be good. I think he, I think it's saying he's going to be ready, but he's he's got his work ahead of him for sure. Of course. Um yeah, shout out Andrew Chu for the grit hat as well. It's, really great. That's it's always a good. It, I I am the only one here without any lines of tire on and I feel naked. That's all right though. Uh it's the off season. Uh let's talk about who got re-signed to the Lions. We got Craig Reynolds coming back into that running back room. Isaiah Bugs. We we both we all noted that one last week. That was that was um the first move that they made was get uh him secured. And then of course Alex Anzalone, we mentioned him. Scott Daly. Uh, long snapper, shout out to him. Uh, special teams guy. Uh, we know how good the special teams has been. So well deserved, well deserved there. Uh, another special teams guy, Michael Badgley, the honey badger or the money badger. Whoa. Um, I, yeah, I'm kind of mad on him still. Um, still kind of want to see them draft Jake Moody, although it sounds like they don't seem to be in that in the market for him in the draft, at least in terms of his pro day. Um, and then CJ Moore, another special teams defensive guy that they locked up, I believe, yesterday or the day before, um, which was kind of another one that was hanging out there. It was him and Chark that it was kind of down to. Um, and obviously, Chark still not um, determined on his future, at least as of recording. Uh, he he had posted his Lions highlight on his Instagram, I believe is what it was. And so people were trying to dig into that, whether that was let's run it back or, you know, thanks for the good times. So the, the jury's still out on what that is. Um, sounds like out of teams um, in the NFL that have been looking at him, the Chiefs is, is are one of those top teams. So it may come down to the Chiefs and the Lions for him. And I got to say, he does he 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 would he does seem like a Chiefs kind of guy. Um, so that worries me a little bit. Because I, I just think you need that depth in the in the wide receiver room. It's better better wide receiver core um, with uh, with with the other guys on the team with JMO and in in St. Brown. So I, I think he's a he's a he's a big piece to that. I think. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. Great. <laughs> Let's talk about people that were tendered. Um, which I believe is resigned. I don't know the terminology behind what they what they use the tenders or the tenders or tendered for. Um, Benito Jones, Anthony Pittman, Brock Wright, Shane Zilstra, two tight ends there. Will Harris, cornerback uh, John Kaminsky. Uh, obviously, he's back, and uh, Matt Nelson also back through the tenders. Um, and and that's that's who's back. And let's talk about who's not back. We've touched on these guys before. Jamal Williams, this one, I think across the board, Lions fans, this one hurt the most. Uh, Didn't have him going to the Saints on my bingo card. That's for sure. Um, And I'd be curious to hear what you guys have heard on this. I've heard a couple different things like Mitch alluded to that um, they offered him a similar deal as to what David Montgomery got, which is about $6 million a year. Um, And then Williams came out and said that was not the case. Um, that it was a disrespectful offer. Um, I also saw this. This is a quote. Jamal Williams was given a deadline of when to come to a decision before the new year league, new league year. When it came apparent that he wouldn't be in the same process as John Kaminsky, which was a quick um, and done deal. Brad Holmes and the Lions went on to the process to replace Williams. The one thing that was told to me 
and was the main point of why they acted quickly running into the running back department. Um, we didn't want to be left with leftovers, and sometimes you have to make calculated decisions that aren't easy but necessary. So they felt like Jamal was was not committed to the Lions, at least in terms of that quote. Um, so they went out and made the move quick to get Montgomery and, and not be left with the scraps is what it sounds like. Um, so I'd be curious to know what you all have heard and um, what you think about Jamal. Can I give you guys a pop quiz? What, what um, If you guys had to guess, what do you think Jamal's average per touch was last year? Well, he was a goal per line touch? guy. Per, per a goal run, line. Per, he had a lot of y- he run. had a lot of one yard runs. Per run, I should say, not touch. Uh, per run. So the way you're phrasing uh, this, I'm thinking he's gonna. It's gonna be lower than expected. So, so I'm gonna give it. Um, I'm gonna give it a three point, three point five. Okay. Man, I feel like he had a few breakout runs. I he was did. gonna go a little higher. I was gonna say like five point four. A little higher, Dave. Boy, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Okay. If you got a if you got a running back that's given five plus yards per carry, that's you are you are you are happy well, I happy happy. Broke some and then everything was at three or four yards for his touchdown. He had the one so, long run that was like sixty yards and it was the longest of his career because he's just not a he's not a running he's not that kind of running back. Okay. Okay. Well, then what was okay? It? So I going in to this, I think I said this last week too. Basically, was oh, I was at peace with whatever happened to Jamal because I thought his. Um, average per rush was lower. It's actually 4.1, which is very respectable. Like that's that's really solid. It's better than I thought it was. I will say, it felt like it felt like he had a few chunk runs where he really padded the stats. Now let's play a secondary game. What do you think Swift's was? So bad, dude. So 3.2. 3.2. Okay. 2.8. Five and a half. Damn it. There, that's, you got your numbers mixed up, Andrew. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? No kidding. So I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, all right, well, it's it's a credit to the offensive line for sure. And I, I'm going to come like full circle on this. So I thought he like Swift averaging five and a half and Jamal averaging 4.1. Cause I think the 4.1 jumped off the page and I was like, well, what did Swift have? It's the offensive line. I mean, stick a guy back there and he's going to run. And I think, it stings the way the way he came out and said it felt disrespectful um, was tough. I thought he was going to ask for more money. I'm shocked he settled for four four million a year. Um, but at the same time, I think Montgomery adds like I kind of touched on earlier. Montgomery's I think a younger, fresher back, and you kind of have another Swift back there. Um, and yeah, exactly. He, you got the you got the threat out of the backfield with both guys. So I think it makes a harder to de- plan defensively for the Lions. I like the move. Um, it just sucks the way that it, it kind of hashed out this week. Big time culture locker room loss. Like that's, that's obviously the big thing. I mean, you're going to hear the sound bites and it is a huge bummer to lose a guy like that. Um, I will say I did just see on the Detroit Lions Reddit page. I don't know when the, the interview was done. Aiden Hutchinson was asked, um, uh, you know, what uh, What kind of running back, wide receiver, quarterback, you know, who stood out to you as, you know, tough to bring down or, you know, whatever it may be. And he said David Montgomery. You no, know, he said that he could get his arms around him, but he was a little tiny guy and he just felt like a bowling ball and was tough to bring to the ground. That's 
unreal to hear. And then they go out and get him. And um, I'm happy he's on our team. I'm glad that we can, you know, throw the ball to him. Um, and you know, when Swift's in, you know, it's, you know, it's either a pass or a run, but Swift's most likely going to get a pass. Now Montgomery also adds that threat. Jamal wasn't getting too many of those. I'd like to see, we tried a few screens this year and they never really materialized. I think the screen game with Montgomery and I'm hoping center screens more develop into something. Yeah, he's, uh, that's what it came down to for me is Jamal was like the glue guy that that's, it's a numbers thing. Um, he, he, he wasn't that he was, he had the touchdown record, but that's because he got so many carries at the goal line and hundred percent agree. It's that offensive line. You're you're he, he was made a better running back by that offensive line. That's what it really comes down to uh, stick anybody back there. Like Mitch said, and so to give him that kind of money um, you've got a, you've got a much better running back in David Montgomery. He's younger. He's, he's, he's more agile. Like it's across the board. He's, he's better now. Culture culture wise, you got to give that to Jamal, but um, everything else is David Montgomery. And I'm excited to see what he can do with this offense. Two headed monster is going to be alive and well. And then of course, throw Craig Williams in there as well. Um, or Craig Reynolds in there as well. So uh, a three headed monster at times, David Montgomery, you know, he's 25 years old. He's, he's, he's a solid back. And uh, we love, we love getting guys from uh division guys. So maybe he's kind of 2.0 version of Jamal. Jamal obviously came from green Bay. Um, this guy comes from Chicago. So, we, and I've heard, I've heard, and this may be just a rumor, but I heard he's got a little side of anime in him as well. So I think we've got Jamal Williams 2.0, a better version of Jamal Williams here. Let me did. also add, did you guys see Easy. Montgomery's quote this week? Because we're, I mean, again, I think we can all agree Jamal's that culture guy. I think Montgomery's quote was basically like, I'm here to do whatever it takes. If Jared needs coffee, I'll do that. Like, he, so he's very much the same. I, and that, I felt a lot less surprised by the move when I saw that quote because Obviously, they're going to vet these guys out, and are they going to be a good fit? So he very much seems like someone that Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell are going to love. Like, I'm here to do whatever you guys need me to do. I just love to hear that. And I don't know if – I think it was Cam Sutton was the one that went around and shook every member of the press's hand at his press conference. So what can you say about the culture fits that they're getting? Not only that, on Cam Sutton, I don't know what – I think we talked about it last week, but I don't know what uh, coach – Pittsburgh said it that he was the smartest player he's ever coached. That's what I was trying to think of earlier. That's what it was. You got it. Yeah, and I, it's a, a quote is a quote. You take it with a grain of salt, right? But that's pretty high praise for a guy um, in a Pittsburgh team um, that is is well coached, right? Like the Pittsburgh develops a lot of good players. Um, credit to Tomlin. So I, I love the move from Pittsburgh. I love that. I love David Montgomery coming in. Um, other guys that didn't come back though, we've got Evan Brown, as you mentioned, Andrew, he's going to the Seahawks. Uh, that one, that one hurt, um, just because of how good as a unit that offensive line is, you know, it's hard to lose pieces, even if it is, um, you know, not a kingpin on the line necessarily, but Evan Brown to the Seahawks, good for him. Go get paid, man. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Elliott to the Dolphins, another one that kind of hurt, um, just because of his, his run stop last year and, and just the heart he showed by playing in the, uh, the Green Bay game, the week 18 matchup um, showed a lot of heart to play through that injury. And, uh, you know, just another another guy that um, deserves to get paid, deserves to go have his opportunity elsewhere. But um, we'd love to bring him back. Um, and then DJ Charks, the only one left kind of on that list. Um, 
Chris Board also went uh, way of free agency. He went to New England. Um, and then Michael Brocker is, is gone, but um, has yet to find a landing spot as far as I'm aware. Um, I think we've got some sort of train going on outside. I don't know if that's picking up on the microphone. We've got a noise going on. Um, but I, I digress. Um, so do you guys think, um, unless you have anything to mention about Evan Brown or Deshaun Elliott, but do you guys think D- DJ Chark is coming back? I think it's a helicopter. It's outside my window. Now, I, now we can hear it. I, I hear it now. Yep. Yep. yep now Jesus Christ. It. It's the military. Oh, easy with JC. It's the Sabbath. You're right. Yeah. I don't, Andrew, I don't know how you think I'm, I'd like to see him bring Chark back. Um, I, I guess I, they, they'll have to address it at some point. I think I, I'm agree with what you said earlier and kind of is Reynolds that guy that can take the top off on, I mean, JMO is obviously going to be, uh, you know, much more a much bigger part of the offense. So it would be nice to see Chark come back. The contract that they give him would be very, very interesting um, because you got, I think of what I said, 18 million in cap, how much of that's earmarked to the rookie class probably depends on, how much trading they do, if they do any trading back, so on and so forth. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do. It'd, it'd be nice to have him back. It seemed like him and Jared really started to click towards the end of the season during that win streak, a couple of really deep bombs. So I'd like for them to get him back. Uh, the price is what intrigues me. Well, luckily for us, uh, you know, to go along with the price, he really didn't have much. I mean, obviously the year before injured with Jacksonville, and then with us, he really doesn't have much. Like, I, like well, I don't know what his final numbers were to end the season, but it couldn't have been, you know, great numbers by any means. He had a few deep balls. What's encouraging is that we'll get him at a discounted price if nobody else wants to pick him up. But what's also encouraging is not only did, did him and Golf connect, but there were several times like that um, – uh, fourth and two, I think that fourth and short and quick snap launch it to Chark and it was an incomplete pass and we all hated the move afterwards, but they did that several times throughout the season. So they want to take the chops off with, with Chark. I mean, JMO is going to be that full-time guy, but if you can aid JMO into getting single coverage, uh, we'll take it. Precisely. And, I think it, it helps golf tremendously if he can get um, familiar faces, right? Like Jared needs help. Let's be honest. Jared Jared is not the quarterback um, without the offensive line, without the without Ben Johnson, without the wide receiver core that he has. Let's just be real here. Jared Goff, love That's the guy, but point. he's he, you got to help him out as much as you can. And I think that chemistry is the thing that is the key for me. Um, bringing back Chark is get another offseason with him, get a second year with him. And Goff can actually, you know, develop more of that that deep ball to chart to JMO, um, as we've alluded to before. That's what it is for me. Um, it, it, this one, this one might hurt more than Jamal if he's gone. I think it, it's under under uh, underappreciated um, how much Chark was involved. Um, I don't know if Mitch looked up the stats, but I did. So I was going to give you a quiz, Andrew, because we we seem to be on that theme today. Uh, how many yards receiving do you think uh, he had last year? I I have I've no no clue. All right, no clue. Maybe maybe two hundred and seven. No, I was gonna say. Mitch, did you look I it was up? Gonna, no, I didn't. But I was gonna say five hundred, six hundred in there. You you're right on the ball right there. It's five hundred and two yards. 
Yeah. Okay. On uh, <laughs> on thir- thirty catches, five hundred yard, uh, five hundred two yards, and uh, that was through eleven games. So about two thirds of the season, he was in he was in uniform, and he ended with five hundred two. Uh, 16 yards per reception and three touchdowns, which I would have thought, I thought he had more than three touchdowns. I would, I thought that was a little bit higher, but I guess it was three. Um, so I'm excited to see what a full year out of Chark would be um, with, with golf in the, in the connection of a second off season with, with the guy and a second team, uh, second year. So I'm really hoping, although I said I could, I could see him in a chiefs uniform. Yeah. It he just d- seems he does like, seem cause like they, the they lost Juju. They lost Juju, and you fill it. What do you do? You backfill him with Chark. That's 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 what the Chiefs do, right? They just backfill, like they did with Tyreek. Um, the Chiefs are the Chiefs, and they will continue to their revolving door with these freak athletes that they have on their team uh, on offense and defense. I don't know, man. He he screams the Panther to me right now. The Panthers just tossed over DJ Moore, and they need something. That's a good. Yeah, I could see that. That's. I don't know what their cap situation is. Oh, what the Saints have told us that does not matter. Yeah, I don't. Uh, that whole thing is so beyond me. I don't know how that works. I know they structured, restructured some guys on defense um, in that in that locker room or in that team, but yeah, I don't know how they're spending money that they don't have with Jamal. I don't know how it works, so I'm not going to be the expert in this field. Um, but I, I just don't understand that. Doesn't make any sense to me. So um, moving forward to the draft in terms of the Lions, we talked a lot about this last week, um, but now I think we've got a better outlook on what they do in the draft with um, the cornerbacks being addressed in the through free agency, um, the running back and David Montgomery. So there were some people, some talk about um, possibly getting Bijan Robinson at 18, uh, now maybe that's not the case, and now maybe not getting a cornerback with um, with that top pick, and then we had Jalen Carter's pro day and character issues arise. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the, the body cam footage from one of his um, encounters with the law, but I think he was going like a hundred miles per hour. He was speeding. He has he had level five tint limo tint on his um, on his vehicle. Um, the cop straight up told him like I'm not going to arrest you because it'll be a big deal if I do. So I'm just going to let you pass on this so all that is said um you know his his character issues and the pro day that he had which was a struggle bus um and it didn't sound like there was a lot of interest from the scouts that the lions had there um so now i'm curious mitch especially you because you you know we've coined you um mitch mock or mock mitch i don't know which one sounds better um so now with um, some holes filled on defense um the running back in David Montgomery and the Jalen Carter Carter Pro Day, what's what's the noise now? Yeah, I don't think they're going to end up signing this uh, sumo wrestler. I mean, how can you just you got all these other issues going on? And I think the if, if it's if it's me, I'm Jalen Carter's agent, parents, family, whatever. Hey, man, you got a lot of outside noise. You better show up and crush your pro day. But instead, he's just out of shape, and it's like. So, yeah, I don't think that happens now. Um, I do – where they draft, I'm not sure, or I guess what positions. I think it's, I'm still on defense. I'm much more aligned with Andrew now, and I think they're going to trade six. I think they trade six and figure out whether they do like a shallow swap and they go back to seven, eight, nine, wherever, whichever quarterback is left and who needs. I still think the Raiders will draft a quarterback. 
Um, even after signing Garoppolo, I still think the Raiders are going to draft a quarterback in the top 10. Um, so I, I think that's realistic. They trade the six away and maybe just shift back a couple spots. And then it's just who who's available. Essentially, where do you want to go? Um, I, they probably won't draft cornerback now. Doesn't doesn't feel like it between Mosley and Sutton. Um, I think Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech is very intriguing. Uh, I believe in James Houston, especially with a full offseason to learn some more techniques and how he can be more impactful than just shot out of a cannon and dusting tackles. Um, so I don't know. I think I think there's going to be a lot of shuffling. I think it's wide open. I'm, again, good with whatever they do. I think they address the needs that we agreed they really needed to address. And now you have a clear vision of the positions you want to address at the draft. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of trading. I'm excited. Andrew? A lot of trading, a lot of things left to be done. And, I mean, we still have some guys left in free agency. I mean, a couple big names that I can think of right off the top. I don't think Derrick Henry or Austin Eckler have been signed anywhere, and Austin does not want to be in L.A. from the sounds of it. I don't know about you guys, but if you could have Austin Eckler over Swift, would you take it? I don't think I would. You know, I, I thought about that. Yeah, I think he comes with a hefty, hefty price tag because he's he's not Christian McCaffrey, but he's up there as far as dual threat running back. Um, that's yeah, hard okay. to game he's, plan for. So I think he's going to come with a hefty price tag. Yeah, okay. he's looking for he's, getting, he's looking for that big money. Like this will be his last big contract if he gets a, 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 a you know like a three or five year deal. This will be his like this is his contract because he's like what thirty ish years old, right? Like maybe, maybe uh, twenty nine. He's like twenty eight. Same age as also, us. Uh, damn, he's twenty seven. He's he's younger than I thought. I, I was thinking he was. Um, well, he'll be twenty eight in uh in two months. So for next year, he'll but be yeah, twenty eight. So I don't. I don't. I think he's gonna. Be, he's gonna I get thought. like that big deal. Uh, I, I think, like Mitch said, I think he's gonna be too hefty of a price tag. He's gonna want to go somewhere where he's the guy. And he could be. Um, as far as the draft, though, I wanted to get that out of the way. I thought if you take Eckler, you might do some different things in the draft. I would like to see him take a running back, but not till the second. Um, I think they're still going to go defense. I still think that's the plan, but you lost Elliott. You re-signed Bugs. I think they're going to get another big run stopper. I don't think the linebacker, unless you can get this linebacker out of Iowa. I forget his name already. Jack Campbell. He might, he might be the guy for us. But if you can take somebody else and you take a, a run-stopping D-tackle that can just eat linemen, free up your linebackers, that gives them more room to run, and you don't necessarily have to have a top guy if you're going to have a top beast on the offensive line. You already got a top beast in Hutch. Bugs is is soon becoming that top guy. Kamish and Houston coming off the other side, just need one more run stopper in the middle. And Anzalone, Barnes, and Rodrigo are free to run around and defend the center of the field that seems to have just eaten us alive throughout the years. Man, I would love to get Jack Campbell and Luke Van Ness if he's there. I, I, I don't know why I'm so in love with the two two Iowa guys. But um, I would love for them to shop that pick. 
I would love it. Um, get just more, more positions, more, more availability. Um, and Jack Campbell's ranked. It looks like a a forty four overall, like a He's second, a second round third. guy. Yeah. And and the and the That's lines are, are at um are at pick forty eight. So you know he's he's right there. Uh, he he could be there at forty eight. I think they'll definitely shop six. Eighteen, I I tend to think that they'll keep that, especially if uh, Brian Branch, that Alabama safety, is available. I think that could really help fill the Deshaun Elliott void. Uh, I tend to think they're gonna they're, they'll go somewhere defense eighteen, but I do think they're gonna shop six because they'll probably get a pretty good price tag for for the number six pick, especially if you have dumb dumb Raiders doing dumb dumb Raider things, and you can just swap one position with those guys and pick up uh, second, third, whatever mid rounder. Why not? <laughs> I'm all in favor of making any moves with Mark Davis. <laughs> Sign me up. I'll take all the deals yeah, I- with Mark. I would 100% move back one spot for their second round pick. Oh, 100%. I, I mean, it's just so easy of an offer to toss up. I don't think there's anyone at six versus seven that the Lions and like Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell are going to be looking at thinking, we have to pick this guy. I just don't think that's a, it's a thing. I think they swap with those no. guys and maybe, maybe it's Tyree Wilson. Maybe we're wrong and they, they love Jalen Carter, whoever it is, but um i think the first round is still going to be defensive heavy but i do i would be ecstatic if they picked up a linebacker in the second round oh yeah absolutely will will anderson if he's there too yeah i don't know if he'll will fall anderson, to six yeah. um I, it, I think i think it depends on it's going to depend on what what transpires in the top four uh yep. they're gonna they're gonna probably play it by ear and, and depending on who's there um i don't i this is going to be a draft day day trade this isn't going to be um anything that's probably well planned out i think they they may have a guy at six if he's there and if they don't they, they've got the freedom the luxury to trade back because there's not you, you don't if there's somebody there that's not there at six or there's not anybody there at six that you want i think the guy that you you do on uh want you can either get at 18 or you can you can trade back from six and land like you know 13 or 14th overall um trade with the Patriots, trade with the Jets, um, and, and get, and get the guy that you want. Right. Like, uh, uh, who was the guy you, you mentioned, Mitch, um, uh, the guy from Alabama, the edge. Oh, Brian branch. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's looking like he's, he's probably, um, like, uh, 10 to 15 ranked. Right. In that area. He's there at 18. I think they'll definitely, that's kind of a no-brainer. Have you guys seen uh, Draft Day, Kevin Costner? Have we talked about that? No. I haven't seen So there's – I mean, this exact scenario plays out. He he basically calls the Seahawks. He's the Browns GM, basically calls the Seahawks and is like, I'm taking this quarterback just because I know you want him. And they're like, no, you won't. And he's like, yeah, I'm taking him. And they essentially end up swapping. It's, it's a little more complex. Um but he, they swap a pick. They basically swap a pick. He gets the guy that he wants, and they get he gets picks for it. And the Seahawks get the guy that they want. I keep envisioning that happening with the Raiders. And Kevin Costner ends it with calling the Seahawks GM a pancake eating motherfucker. So I would love for that entire <laughs> scenario to play out. That feels right with uh, Brad Holmes 
his villain attire. Yeah. Oh, the the do you see that this week the hoodie? Yeah, that was nice. That was a nice. Oh touch. yeah. The love love that. Um. Yeah. So like hypothetically, right? If if the top five plays out, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, Will Anderson, C.J. Stroud, Jalen Carter, which is what PFF is telling me right now. Um. This is just a simulated thing. I don't. I don't think that's the case. But it, let's say that it does happen. That leaves the Lions um, up at six if they keep that six spot. And there's not like anybody. You've got the two cornerbacks in Devin Witherspoon and Christian Gonzalez, but they've already kind of addressed that. So if they don't go cornerback there, you've got Will Levis at quarterback, who I don't want him. Uh, you've got Tyree Wilson, who maybe, maybe, maybe you go there. You've got Quentin Johnson. They, I don't. I don't see him going around a uh, wide receiver there. Um, and then, and then down from there, you know, any of the, anybody below that line, like Brian branch, the next guy that I see is, you know, maybe a possible lion um, is, 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 is a ways still down that list. So if that's the case, trade back from six, cause there's not anybody there that I'm, you know, salivating over. No. And unless they have their guy, I, I, I don't, I don't see it either. Here's the real question, though. If if Jalen does fall outside of the top 10, how far does he slide? Like, when does he eventually get picked? When do the Cowboys pick? They don't give a shit about that stuff. That's true. <laughs> they, don't, they don't pick till 26. <laughs> I don't think he'll go that far. I think he's too talented, even if he is a few McDoubles over. Um, but... <laughs> I, you just got to find a team that that just doesn't care about the off the field stuff and just wants to win. And I think there are. So the Cowboys are obviously the first one that comes to mind, but there there's enough teams that'll take him. I could see Houston at twelve, Texans. That's a Texans move right there. You know they're trying to change their franchise, and uh, you know they've already got their um, pick at number two, and they've got two and twelve, so they're going to be trying to make splashes. And uh, no bigger splash, no bigger cannonball than Jalen Carter. That's for sure. I thought that was funnier than I. I didn't. I th- it's not the reaction that I wanted. <laughs> that was a good one, Cannonball. Come on. It was. It was. Yeah, for you that was funny. That was good. Thanks. The the bar's low. Um, and then and then from there maybe uh the Commanders at sixteen. Commanders Ooh. or Texans there. Uh, I don't know if 16's, 16 I, I seems think like a deep will go off hole as, to fall in. What, you went and got Eric Bieniemy. You paid. You paid him his money. Yeah, I think they're going to go heavy offense. Yeah, maybe maybe Washington trades up to get a quarterback. Now they they've, they've kind of been hesitant about Sam Howell, which why, yeah, it, which they should be. I also wouldn't mind if if they do trade if the Lions trade the six or the eighteen and pick up a mid rounder. I I would be pretty okay or maybe even prefer if they drafted a quarterback like we talked about head and hooker last week i think if they draft because brad has kind of just chilled on the quarterback thing and to your guys's point they need a formidable backup and i don't know maybe you just take a take a swing on a rookie and it ends up being your long-term long-term play i think you find gems in well, mid to late round sometimes but they got to do something at quarterback that's um, that was that's a good topic to bring up because uh, we alluded to it. But Cooper Rush gone, uh, a couple other guys gone. Uh, uh, another one we had our eyes on Gardner Minshew gone. So um, Stidham's gone. Mike White's gone. Jacoby Brissett, Baker Mayfield. Like ding 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 ding. There's not not much left in the way of quarterbacks, and it seems like if they wa- if they wanted somebody, 
um, they would have got him by now. Uh, maybe they do still shore it up, but that makes me believe that they've got somebody in mind for the draft if they haven't gone and got a backup quarterback yet. You guys are talking about second, third round uh, steals. How do you feel about Duggan? Oh man, he's 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 he might not even get drafted, man. He's so far down there. He is the last ranked. He's quarterback. third, fourth round kind of guy. He's the last I, ranked quarterback, though. I'm saying. I do like Duggan. I think he's obviously like a culture fit for sure. Um, he'd be pretty far back. We'd have to wait a while. We have no backup though. Yeah. Sitting there, you know, if if they sit on it, you know, if they're not going to take one of the guys high, then what's what's the point, you know? And if they like him, and Brunel says I can work with this guy, does it have? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's the point? You, you can sit on it. I'll take I'll Nobody's take Duggan over him. I'll take Duggan over Stetson any day though. I knew that was coming. I could not agree more. What about Sudfield? <sighs> yeah, Duggan. Duggan's not as much of the pro style quarterback as Sudfield is, uh, but you know I don't know. Uh, it's culturally, yeah, I like Duggan. I think I, I would prefer Hennon Hooker. I'd, I'd rather them but... go quarterback earlier and get Hennon Hooker. Hennon Hooker would be, yeah. That's... I think Hennon Hooker yeah. would be a popular play. Um, some something for the fans to get excited about. I I would be excited about it. Um, someone who I know very little about, but his name's kind of up there, Tanner McKee, I think the Stanford guy. I don't know, but I mean, yeah. depending on depending on what they do with their picks and what kind of draft capital they get, I wouldn't mind at this point if they address at this like the glaring hole of linebacker. I wouldn't mind if they went second round pick on a quarterback. If Hennon Hooker's there, because I think he's he's got a high ceiling. Well, and if they make the trade with a sixth pick and they get it some second rounders picks out of that you've got a, a more availability you'll be at um you've got your lock pick at um 40 48 um and 55 um so if you get some more picks in the second third round i think that might be a clue as to what they're thinking about doing on draft day if they do make that trade is sam darnold available or did the panthers resign him no he's with um uh, I was, i've got him on my list sam darnold i think he's no, he's the 49ers. Uh, okay. California. Yeah, that was one of the one of the one of the back to early-ish it. moves. I think that was the day one. Sam Darnold went to the 49ers after uh Garoppolo left to go to the Raiders. So yeah, just, yeah. Was, the, the I think the situation um, is interesting because it's like you don't want to wait for the scraps at running back, but if golf goes down, you're screwed. And yeah. back to hey, here's our window. If you don't have someone that not only you don't even your backup doesn't have to win you games. They just have to not lose you games, and they don't have that right now. No, no, and it's the biggest issue is if golf goes down, this team's f u c k e d. Like you're not going to be able to get it done with Sudfield. Did I spell that right? F-U-C-K-E-D. I don't know. What did you just say? Um, I I, I said fucked. Um, <gasps> so there, Tommy. And and they're and they're and and if they haven't made the move, that's why it goes back to for me. If they haven't made the move, that that leads me to believe they've got to be looking at somebody in the in the um, in the draft because um, they 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 had their opportunity with Cooper, with Jacoby, with Mike White, Stidham, Gardner. Like there were so many opportunities to go out and get guys, and they just didn't even sound like they were in the conversation for any of these these guys. Um, 
So I will say if you don't get your quarterback in the draft this year, you've got to get you're going to end up with the scraps. Like Mitch said, they they claim to not want scraps in the running back room, but it sounds like um, they're kind of contradicting themselves by not getting anybody early in the free agency window. Um, and I think the quarterback class, class next draft will be even better. So I was kind of looking forward to a 2024 draft quarterback, but uh, it sounds like they maybe um, have their eyes on somebody. You love we'll Spencer Rattler. No, oh. I, that's stop that right now. Let's Tommy cut that part out, please. Of, if any, rattle me. No, no, absolutely. Not. Um, I, I I like that guy from North Carolina and. Uh, uh, I'd like to see him maybe in Alliance uniform next year. I can't remember his name, though. Nice. That's good. Yeah, I love him so much I can't even remember his name. I need to see another year out of him, though. He he didn't he didn't prove it all to me last who? year. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's talk about um, the Bears moves, and let's talk about league, league um, moves um, that all happened, and, uh, and then we'll talk March Madness and St. Patrick's Day. Um, but before we do that, let's run an ad because we're selling out. Isn't that right, Andrew? Cha-ching! The cash <laughs> register sound goes here. That was so smooth. Uh, that's right, folks. We're selling out. Advertisers are very w- much welcome. Tommy has given us the ultimatum that if we don't get out of the red, uh, we're going to go the way of some of these banks that keep falling. So we've got to we got to get the money while we're hot. Uh, Andrew, I think you're going to make some use of that business degree and get us some more advertisements. Is that, uh, is that right? About darn time. Uh, you got anybody in mind? No. Okay, great. We're still in the prospecting phase. Sorry. We're workshopping this. All right. All right. Yeah. Let's circle back on these discussions and talk offline. How about that? How about it? Send me a meeting invite. Let's have a, let's have a team's meeting about this. Okay. No, let's no, talk about. The elephant in the room. Let's talk about the Bears moves that concern us the most. (laughs) All right. That was good for you, Mitch. That was good. He's just a kid. He is just, he is but a kid, but uh, a big one in that. Um, So let's talk about the Bears moves. Um, How concerned are we with the Bears? Uh, Tremaine Edmonds at linebacker from the Bills, Nate Davis, offensive tackle, uh, and they they had a sub. Some other moves, but those being the two biggest splashes. Um, shout out Jalen. Um, so, what do we think? Are we concerned about the Bears and the moves that they're making? It seems like they're doing the right things, and that concerns me. Uh, it seems like they are, but it seems like they're too little, too late. It, you know, the Vikings were the first to the party. It seems like the Lions were the second to this party, and now the Bears are the third to this party, to where they get a competent. Uh, front office and a competent coach and it uh it almost seems like uh green bay has just missed that that mark completely if we were if we were throwing darts they've put one in the drywall for sure we're gonna need to spackle <laughs> that later uh, and, and i don't know i don't know if it's gone through but from what i heard there was some hold up with aaron Rodgers going to the jets and uh he might be pouty face aaron with the packers on the bench next year uh, I'm, in the, the I'm fully up. on board with that conspiracy theory. How Doesn't it seem you, so weird? Up, how pissed are you retired. to the Jets that like Aaron Rodgers just made it known? So now, if now the Packers can be like, no, he wants to play for you. So this is what you're going to have to do to get him. Like, what are you doing? Yep. The guy's a clown. Yep. Well, and, and should stay in the darkness. 
and Pat's word uh, and Pat's Pat McAfee's show, they had the thumbnail on YouTube of him in the, in the Jets uniform. So I, I feel like it's just, it seems too, I don't know. The whole situation around it seems weird to me. Like it should be a done deal, but it's not. And I don't know why something's holding it up. Um, but I, I think if we circle back to the bears conversation, I'm, I'm, I'm not scared of the bears. I'm not scared of them. Uh, I'm scared. It does scare me a little bit. It does scare, scare me a little bit that, um, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but at any time the GM and the head coach go on, pardon my take, that worries me because that means like they've got like, they've got that, that moniker about them. They're cool. is what you're trying to say. Like they're cool and approachable. What scares me about the bears as it pertains to the Lions in particular, the Bears have made a lot of moves that make their offense a lot better, which means the Lions need to keep addressing defense because that that's my concern is we Justin Fields gave us fits last year, and now he's got more weapons, more protection. That's what scares me. Not so much. I mean – we'll see i think they've i think in the last week they added probably four wins with the moves that they've made if i if you had to quantify it so i'm i'm a little scared i i i would i'm with ben i'm not scared of the bears and it speaks to what brad holmes is doing in defense of what ryan poles is trying to put together and why i say they should go and get another run stopper is to leave anzalone is your sideline to sideline he's supposed to be your speed guy you go and get Cam Sutton and uh, Mosley, who can both be run stop run stoppers as well, coming down from the top. But if you can get another run stopper and you leave Anzalone to spy and run freely, then Justin Fields doesn't even get the uh, the attempt to leave the pocket. If he does, he's accounted for. And if and if that doesn't happen, you know where the breakdown is and how to how to fix it. So I, honestly, I think Brad's doing counter moves to this. And, and, and to go and steal Montgomery away from him on top of it, I think is even better. Who did they sign to replace him too? Kind of a kind of a bum. Can't remember who it was. Was it Dante Foreman? Yes, it was from the Panthers. Yep. Yeah, just the exact opposite running back of David Montgomery. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, right? <sighs> How old is he? Oh, he's not that old. Running well, in terms of running is- back years, he might be older, but. The question is, how many concussions has he had? He's 26. What? Yeah. I'm telling you, man, uh, that's what got me with Eckler, too. These running backs just seem so much older than they are. Are you? Because they just don't have a lifespan. Are you thinking of Devontae Freeman, Andrew? Oh, you might be. That's, there we are. That could be it. But no. Dante Foreman? (laughs) Yeah, that's what we just said. Isn't that what Mitch said? No. Yeah, he did. I I, I right. swear he did. Words are words. Quotes they are, are quotes. in fact. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the guy though. That's that's who they got. Uh, it's a it's a mad move for me. Uh, I think it's a rising tide lifts all boats situation though. I think this is just the Lions' opportunity to get um, grittier in the division, and then they'll be better for it against non-division opponents. So. By all means, let's make the division better. I don't care. So we were, what were we about to? Oh, we're talking about free, just the popular free agents, agency. Yeah, that's where this we, week. That's where, yeah. that's where we're going through it. Um, I, I want to play a little game here. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna name, um, name the moves that made, and these are in no particular order. 
um, kind of just kind of in the order that they uh, they happened. Um, but let's do a two thirds majority vote on the between the three of us on if we want to if we need to say anything about these moves. Okay, so does that make sense? So we're just gonna wait for you to talk. Can we just say if it was a good move or a bad move? With thumbs up, thumbs down? Ooh, that well, seems we can like expand on it. Yeah, I was gonna say, okay. how is it anybody does. at home gonna be able to? <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a visual workplace now. It is. It I is. got I got something new for the kids. Oh no! Let's bring a visual to podcasting. Wow, oh. that sounds like video. <laughs> <laughs> how come they haven't think of that? How come they haven't thought of that? <laughs> Okay, so I, I think I'm with Andrew. Let's do like a you read them and we'll just do a rating of uh, good, fine, bad. Okay, and then if we need to expand on any of these, we will. So let's start. Andrew, you let's can do your thumb if you want. <laughs> it makes you feel better if you want to be included. Yeah. All right, so Jimmy Garoppolo to the Raiders. Good. 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 Um, they missed out on Aaron Rodgers. They I, knew it too. I've got to give uh, Mitch credit to this because I think you called this many, many months ago. You said, I think uh, Jimmy G's going, I don't the, uh, the the exact phrasing, I forget, but I'm quite sure you called Jimmy G to the Raiders months ago. It, and it still sets him up to, like, we talked about, and to Andrew's point, you get, a, you get the young stud who can learn behind Garoppolo. Javon Hargit. folks. Nodding, nodding. Great for the podcasters. Javon Fuck. Hargrave or Hargrove to the 49ers. Unfamiliar. Me. Yeah. This is what was our scale? Good, fine, and bad, or what was it? I can't remember. I forgot already. Yeah, I changed fine to meh. Okay. I guess, yeah, I'll well, stick I, with I, meh if I don't know. I give this one, if we can give it a letter grade, I guess it's an A or A plus. This is a solid move for the 49ers getting there, getting um, a great player. So. I think I think this is a big move for them, and um, another player that they got, Sam Darnold. We'll we'll put those t- together. But Hargrave, it's Hargrave. I don't know why I have Hargrove down here. That's what was throwing me off. It's Hargrave, um, D tackle from yeah from from the Eagles. Uh, anybody that you can get from the Eagles defense, that's a solid move. It's a good move for the 49ers. Yeah. and uh, that defense was already scary. So add another element to it. 49ers is going to be another top if we could, defense next year. If we could deteriorate the Eagles, that'd be just great. Mm-hmm. Oh, just break They're them up. They're like a monopoly. Break them. You got to break quick. them up. I would to uh, Darnold. I think is good as well. Oh, I don't think it's good. I don't think it is. It feels like a, a, a give up move on Shanahan's part. But I mean, is he expecting Purdy to be the guy and be healthy? I I, I don't know what. Yeah, I think you've got Trey Lance coming back. That's why I like it because it's. I think you're duking it out between Trey Lance and Brock Purdy, and then Darnold's your backup, the veteran backup. That's do you good. want to do this point. again, though? Yeah. Well, like, didn't they just? That's what do he does. This? That's what Kyle Shanahan like specializes in. This is like he. I just this, so I think he likes the chaos. I think he doesn't want to have a franchise quarterback at this point. It's work. It's it's working <laughs> too bad, too good without it. I mean, they make NFC it. Championship after NFC Championship. I think now you've got a little insurance, like Mitch said, but. I just, I'm just never been a fan of Sam Darnold. So, oh no, I, I don't think I, Sam I, Darnold. I, I think Sam Darnold's a, a good backup. Yeah. Yes. Good. Good. Good point. Patrick Peterson to the Steelers. Good. Good. Wanted so, that. Happy. Good. Um, Darius Slay was going to get released. Then all of a sudden he's back, so he gets an extension. He's back with the Eagles. Boo. I'm going to say man on that. They kind of. I mean, he's obviously a stud, 
but he's 31 years old and they paid him a lot of money. So I think good to have him back contract bad, which lands me at meh. All right. I like that. I can get on board. It's a good. Average. Yeah. He's, he is. Yeah. He's getting up there, but I think they, the Eagles felt like they have to, they lost too many guys on defense. They got too many. Retain some of yep. them. Uh, this one we knew like way, I think we knew this one last week, uh, Jerron Payne back with the commanders. Good. Great. Good. Um, I would, I would Sorry. say great, great in the, in the TikTok they made of it. I sent it to you. Good the bonita. <laughs> um, and uh, the other guys, uh, that was in that TikTok. Um, I can't remember his name, but, uh, he's great facial features on that, man. Mm, mm-hmm. Um, once again, great visual for the for the listeners. Marcus Spears to the Raiders. Meh. This is your team, Andrew. Meh. I'm a I'm a man on it. I mean, I don't, I don't really know much about it. I I don't think the Raiders are going anywhere fast with Josh McDaniels. I think Do I Josh have that McDaniels right? is no is about to be another one. Yeah, I don't. Okay. Who, who, no, what? you don't. Okay. Marcus Spears God, is old as fuck. Yes. Yeah. Who who is the who is the Spears they got? Or is it Marcus Spears, but just another another guy? This is great radio. All right, who's next? Mariota? No, Juju to well, the same, uh Juju Smith Schuster to the Patriots. Good for them, bad for the rest of the league. Yes. Uh, Jesse Bates to the Falcons. Meh. Steelers? Steelers. Where's Bates from? Oh, where's he from? Um, yeah, I believe it's, yeah. What'd you say? Bengals. Yeah, it's the Bengals. Bengals safety. Now, uh, now with the, with the Falcons. Falcons need a lot of help, though. So this is just one piece. Um, am I thinking of Marcus Epps for the Raiders? I think that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, I don't Marcus know who you're Epps. thinking of. Yeah, Marcus. I'm gonna Epps stick safety. with Matt. Oh, yeah. Two year deal. Two year deal. Twelve million. Um, yeah, from the fine. Eagles. Another. E- it's the Eagles guy. It's another Eagles guy. Yeah, they got to. They got to Go build, build. Yeah, yeah. They got to do what? I don't know. Never mind. Jimmy Ward, <laughs> Texans. Fine. Great. I think it's great. Uh, Jimmy Ward, a big fan of him um, from the 49ers. That's a that's a huge move for their defense. Um, but the Texans have so much more to do. So it's good. It's a good move by them. Um, but they've got a lot of work to do too. So Eric Kendricks. This is a guy Andrew likes. Eric Kendricks to the wow. Chargers. It's good uh, yeah, I think it's bad. I don't think the Chargers. I think it's bad for Kendricks. The Chargers are doing nothing. <laughs> I appreciate but, you. But you as the, the GM, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, he's just got a vendetta against the Chargers, man. Apparently. The Chargers are such a bad team. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Um, let me see if I can hit the gritty for this one. Uh, Mike Kosicki to the Patriots. Good and so so expected, like so non shocking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was really no other spot for him to land unless he was going to go to the Texans. They've been searching for that tight end ever since 
Gronk left for Tampa Bay. So maybe this is their guy. Tampa. Tampa Bay. <laughs> uh, Brandon Cooks traded to the Cowboys today. This is the like the latest news that I've seen. Brandon it's a Cooks. damn good move. Pisses me off. Really? I didn't hear this one. Yeah, Brand- was, yeah, Brandon Cooks. And then they get, I think, a second rounder for him. And maybe what, one other Jerry thing? Jones finally decided to get skinny football players. <laughs> uh, he's got a compensate yeah, for a the Jalen move. Carter pick that they're going to make. That, that's him a good and CD Lamb, dude. Yeah. <sighs> okay, so it's for a fifth year and a sixth year next year. So I, I don't know where I got second rounder, but uh, I I think that's a fine move. I don't. I'm not the. I don't know. I think Brandon Cook's best years are behind him. He's still solid, though. I think he adds to that. Yeah, offense. yeah. Uh, Baker Mayfield to the Bucks. Who cares? And not, not much to talk about. The, 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 these all these these next five are all that way. Jacoby Brissett to the Commanders. Uh, they get some depth at quarterback behind Howell, and if, if they draft a quarterback, Mike White leaving New York to go to Miami. Uh, that's a classic move. I would have taken White as the backup. Wow. You know, well, do you know what that does, though? That frees up Teddy Bridgewater. I wouldn't mind Bridgewater as a backup. Yeah, Brid- Bridgewater, Bridgewater. Yeah, I think the one available that's that I don't want is Carson Wentz. Yes, yes, please, please, just retire. Please, please don't sign Wentz. Oh God, I might uh, actually lose all faith in in the regime if they if they hire him. Oh, don't speak it into existence, please. You're right. You're right. So I'd like the Mike White move because it opens up, but that, he would have been a great backup too. And then who? Yeah. I kind of said Mar- Mariota, but who else was? I don't there? even have anybody. Like I don't even have Mari. Don't even have Mariota on the list. Oh, you don't? That's disrespectful. No, I've Stidham, Stidham to the Broncos. <laughs> Gardner Minshew to the Colts. Um, Lions signing him would have been like putting two troublemakers next to each other it's, in the it's class. It's the Minshew so. move. Mariota went to the Eagles, which I think is a great signing for the Eagles as a backup quarterback. That's right. Yeah, because there's the story yeah. about how the Eagles wanted um, to draft him back when he was coming out of uh, Oregon. Shout and, out now and now he's uh, now he's back full circle with the Eagles. That's what it is. Um, and then Cooper Rush back with the Cowboys. Expected, but um, was hoping maybe he'd have a, a more of a Michigan connection than that. See you later, Mitch. Um, I'm Levante here, David, Levante David, back to the Bucks. Um, that was a guy I talked to you about, Mitch. Um, but he gets he gets a pretty good payday to stay with the Bucks, and then uh, Jamel Dean is staying with the Bucks as well. That was the guy we talked in great length about last week, um, and I. I think the the Bucks are kind of trying to save face and keep the defense together because that's that's what they got right now, and then they got to rebuild the offense now that Tom's gone. So good good signings by them to to retain those guys. They kind of had to, or they'd have to go full rebuild. And the big one. Speaking of big, uh, Ezekiel Elliott gets released from the Cowboys. Nobody's touched him, have they? No. Yeah, no. I mean, he'll end up in Arizona. Yeah, you think? Don't worry. Yeah, no doubt. I could, I could definitely, I could definitely see it. He's on that Jalen Carter (laughs) diet. He is. um, Yeah, Booger McFarland's gonna have a heyday with Jalen and um, Zeke and anybody else that's a Popeye's biscuit short of a 
uh, of an offensive line <laughs> or <Yeah>. tight end. <laughs> oh, um, Andrew, I was it, dying though at the, uh, the 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 last play TikTok that you sent because we were we were live gonna end his, when that happened. Remember? Hilarious. That's right. That's how he ends his Dallas career. And honestly, like he'll find a spot. He'll bounce around for. I bet you he like gets a bunch of like one and two year deals and he just bounces around to like four or five different teams. What do you, well, I don't, e- like, I don't even think he'll make it head. that long though. I, I think he's what? got like maybe four years left in his NFL career at this point. If if Derrick Henry's gone All from the Titans, different. what about Zeke to the Titans? Yeah. I could I could see that. I could see him joining us in the NFC North with the Vikings as well. That would be weird. I feel like he doesn't seem like it would be really weird. See him in purple. No, I just I don't. It doesn't look right. Titans uniform. I could see him right away. I don't know why. I think Cardinals. I'm with Andrew. I think Cardinals. Yeah, no, that's no, that is great because it's a similar situation. They just seem dead ended right now, and it just seems like they're a perfect match for each other. (laughs) Couple of losers. Yeah, just uh, like the SpongeBob hitting rock bottom. I just they're together. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I I like the Arizona play. I, I I'd be curious to see what the betting markets are thinking. Um, and then last and actually least, Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, but maybe not. Let's talk March Madness. I don't. Let's. Yeah, heard that, brother. <laughs> let's talk March Madness. Speaking of which, what do we? What do we let's get a live report of what's uh what's happening in, in March Madness. Uh Xavier and Pitt were playing earlier. Xavier was kicking ass. They ended up winning by nine. And then we've got um I think the second game is about to tip off, if I'm correct here. Kentucky versus Kansas State. A couple of K teams. Um speaking of K teams, Kansas with an all time loss. Uh everybody. That one Every, I mean it's been one, the most insane tournament I can remember. What's the upset? See, I disagree at? with that. I, I disagree with that. I don't I think the first day was very meh. Thursday was meh. I mean, besides uh besides Princeton, the first day. I I didn't think it we didn't have any buzzer beaters the week the first day. And then second day, second, third day have been great. The madness has been turned I, up. Yeah, I guess not buzzer beaters. I'm just like the amount of upsets has been has seemed very high. Uh, yeah. Serious question. How many more tournament runs like this for Arizona before they stop getting recruits? <laughs> you know, I had I had high hopes for them. I didn't trust them very much because um, I never really do, but had high hopes for them just in terms of because uh, Hiki's still there, right? I think so. No? Dave, Dave, I think he is. Dave, I think, I think he's, I think still, he's still, still with Arizona. AD. Yeah. So, you know, I, they got a special place in my heart in, in the terms of that. Um, but, yeah, uh, FDU, yes, uh, the day before um, over Purdue was was bonkers. The second time a 16 seed has won. Uh, just, I live for those upsets. And uh, I that one didn't hurt me much in terms of brackets because I, I didn't believe in Purdue. I had them losing to FAU in the second round. Um, but I did not see them losing to FDU and FDU. I watched a little bit of their first four game and, uh, I didn't, I didn't see them beating Purdue. Um, and if I, if I may do one more, um, nickname here for Purdue, 
more like per don't. And, and that's how I'll see myself out. And that was the best one. Thank you. Ended on You're a high well. note. That's the positive reinforcement you. that I need. Thank you for validating me. Noted. Um, it's better than the one that Colin Cowherd came up with, which was per dud. That's just Ugh. bad. I'm not a Colin know. Coward. That seems, that's, that's, that seems equal playing field. Yeah. Per don'ts better. Come on. That's the Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Touche. Um, Princeton, the 15 seed is on a run, though. That is, I love me an Ivy League run. Love that. And uh, Arkansas, Musselman, taking his shirt off, standing on the scorer's table like like the psycho that he is. Um uh, that's that's going to be on one shining moment, no doubt. That's the best thing to come from the t- tournament is the one shining moment uh, montage. I love, I live for it. In the one shining moment, um, Andrew, did you did you fill out a bracket? I this is the first year in a long Sad. time that I did not. Sad. I didn't watch enough college basketball. I felt like I didn't know anything, and uh, thought it'd be disrespectful to toss it out. Of course, in bad t- in bad taste. I was going to ask you about Furman. They pulled off the upset. Um, I don't know if you noticed this, but their mascots, the Paladins. Um, and I know, really, I know that that was a big and near and dear game to your heart. So I didn't. If you would have made a like bracket, play. if you would have made a bracket, I thought maybe Furman would have been a team for you. I I think we should go play. You think we should go do a last minute tournament, um, like second round on. Second round, second day on. Ooh, I don't do think it. you guys are talking about the same thing anymore. Oh, you lost me. What'd you say? I, I see. This is what happens. Oh. I start looking on Google and and I get distracted. What happened? Am I looking like an, an idiot? No, it's cool. I'm looking like an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Our fearless the, half pint leader. Not no, no, none of the. Above. What was it? Short stack. What did they call you? I'm not telling Mouse. you. Stop. Yeah, I'm, you, sorry. I'm I'm muting. <laughs> I'm I'm server muting Andrew. Our precious little our precious little Stuart Little. Our okay. tree topper. The fact is that like Mitch and I are the same height for those that don't know. So it that falls yeah, short. So but I yeah, but I'm girthier, so I make up for it. Whoa. What I lack what I lack in height, I TMI. make up for in rotundaness. Yeah. All right, that's fair. Um, at least I don't wash my headphones every time I do laundry. See, see, you don't give me anything. I need the satisfaction of <laughs> you. Mitch is a tough one to crack, folks. Those who don't give know, nothing. You, don't know you. Take from them everything. He's, he's yeah. a manager. He's gonna make you fail. He's a son of a <laughs> bitch. That's what he is. See, that was funny. Um, just, just be funnier like Andrew, and we'll be fine. Andrew, yeah, never change, Andrew. That's all. That's, that's all I gotta say. I Look, like turtles. <laughs> once again, once again, never change. Um, yeah, uh, I, I, Mitch, did you fill out a bracket? I did a couple of them. There's one for work. Um, I'm not doing very well. I think I'm not doing horrible, but uh, like yeah, I had Kansas in the Final Four. My other Final Four teams are in. I have Houston winning it. I did another one um, in a personal personal friend group where I also picked Houston because uh, it felt like bad juju to pick different winners. But 
I haven't been paying. I'm with Andrew. I don't watch a ton of basketball. I I get into it during March Madness, but I'm not. I haven't watched a lot over the past few days. Yeah, me. I I have. This is this is when I turn it on. So I've been watching almost everything. Um, How's and, your bracket? Do you have a, who do you have winning? I like you. I have Houston. Um, I had Kansas. That's what killed me. I had a. Yeah, I didn't. I did not not a perfect bracket going, but I had a pretty solid bracket going with with Kansas. Um, and then Kansas just screwed me because, like I said, I had Purdue losing second round to FAU. Um, so I after the Purdue loss, I was I was sitting okay, and then the Kansas thing just kind of wiped me out because I had Kansas either winning it or in the Final Four, pretty much across the board in in my few few brackets. So that so, one that one that one wiped me out. Um, and I also had Duke kind of going far. In some of mine, so then losing yesterday to Tennessee also threw a wrench in my plans. Uh, but uh, it's not it's not about the bracket for me. Um, it is it's cool bonus. It's more about just the madness. Give me all the upsets. Give me all the buzzer beaters. Give me overtime. We haven't had overtime yet. I don't believe so. I would like to see more more chaos. I'm looking forward to the matchups today. Um, Marquette, Michigan State. That's huge. Um, Kentucky, Kansas State. Eh, that's okay. UConn St. Mary's, I think that's going to be interesting. And then uh, FAU plays FAU plays at uh, six forty-five Central gets FDU. So that's that one. That one's going to be interesting. FAU likes to play opponents close, and uh, they've got a sixteen seed to play against. So it's an, it's intriguing. Um, and then then uh, we'll ha- we'll have a break for a few days, and then it'll be the Sweet Sixteen. So it I'll moves be quick. You will going on to Louisville. Oh, okay. So that's one of the sites. I didn't who what region is that? Do you know? I believe there is a very real chance I will be watching Princeton on Friday. Now that's no that's cool. Because they got that's a special team. Like they they put a whooping on yesterday. That wasn't like a fluke win Cinderella. Like they they were the better team. They they played really, really well. They they won by double digits, I believe. Mm-hmm. Eat the rich. Right. Yeah, I didn't I, get that chant going. It could be, it could be. Uh, I think I could be watching Baylor Princeton. Baylor Princeton. Oh yeah, because it'll be Baylor um, or Creighton, right? Okay. Yep. What an odd. What, either one. What an odd matchup. I mean, if it's Creighton, my my bracket is already so ducked that it is what it is. But I would Princeton versus Creighton would have to be. The whitest Sweet Sixteen matchup in the last twenty years. <laughs> uh, I would I would venture to say yes. Did you know that um, ex Chippewa ex Oiler Trey Ziegler is on the coaching staff for Creighton? Did not know that. Yeah, really? I mean he's he's low man on the totem pole there. I think he's like player development or um, one of those one of those positions that um, you know kind of is like the the low end of the ladder, and then you climb your way up, and eventually you know become a, an assistant and maybe even a head coach. But yeah, I believe he is a part of the Creighton. Um, or maybe I'm thinking of that wrong though. Good for him for being employed. That's, that's right. He's a graduate assistant at Creighton. Yep. Do you guys remember so, what we were talking about uh, before we went live? It's starting to become an issue. We talked about a lot of things before we went live. Okay. <laughs> I'll you say no more. You would want to clue the viewers in now. No, I don't. The shareholders, the shareholders, nope. they deserve it. No, 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 no. 
Andrew, no, you remember no, on this no. um the St. Patrick's Day, we're we're just past it now, but it's St. Patrick's weekend. Um do you remember the that fiery day a few years ago? Still all a blur, really. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if Mitch knows this, and I don't know if you want to share it with the shareholders. I don't know. I think everybody and their mothers heard it, so I don't know if we're ready for for it to be documented forever. Uh, all right, Mitch has to pee. All right, well, we're almost done. So um, uh, sometime Andrew's got to share that Smart. story, though. Uh, we're Let's just say this. We'll leave it at this. Um, we're lucky that Andrew is here, still here with us. Teaser for the next episode. One of the next episodes. Oh, speaking also, of the next episode, I, yes. Second teaser, new kink, new kink unlocked. Right <laughs> there, there, there's your other Whoa. teaser from that story. Whoa. I don't know what it is. I, you have lost me. <laughs> so, so I, the uh, next episode. Are we still thinking about the same incident? Incident. Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Or, when, or, or did you say did you say King Unlocked because of what I just showed? Oh no, not you. <laughs> oh my god. Oh we usually go off the rails, but this is way further than I thought we'd ever go. Oh boy. Um yeah, you, you mentioned right, ben, the next you up, episode. You up the next one. Yep. April April twenty third is what we're eyeing. Um so that'll be the week before the draft, we'll have all the pro days done, all the all the workouts and everything. We'll have a much clearer view of what the Lions are going to do, whether it's trade, draft, move, whatever it is. So that'll be our draft preview episode. And then we'll be live tentatively on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook, or maybe just Twitch and YouTube. So we'll be live on night one of, of the draft for the Lions and the rest of the NFL. And then we'll recap that after um, that following Sunday or, or something like that. So, yeah, that's that's where we stand. We got about a month off, guys. So you guys got a little PTO. Use it wisely. Get some rest. Mitch, Mitch is probably gonna. You already said you're going to Louisville. I'm sure you've already got three other trips planned. The other three weeks uh, in between. So you're always somewhere. It seems. It's unfortunate. I, I would like to ease ease into being old. We got Louisville, an Easter trip, and then we're home. So not not so much travel over the next month. I'm excited. And when you are doing this traveling, are you sure to share the good news of the uh, lion's share? I will be better. We need business cards or something. Because well, anytime you the bring revenue, it up, the revenue the revenue stream has to be higher, I think, to afford business cards. Oh, Andrew's got one right there. We'll just slap our logo over top of that one. Are those are the new business oh. cards after your promotion or new move? Not yet. Okay. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, Andrew, you just How got many... promoted. Oh yeah, bro. Congrats. Both of you. It Damn. sounds like uh, yeah, I'm ben, just a loser. Like you're just kind of a schlub. Lateral moves is all I know. Don't. I don't want to manage. They're safe. I don't want a managerial position. I can't even manage myself. So that's why this show goes so awry. Because yeah, no beach to it. That sucks. Yeah, we need a PA. Um, and this is something that I knew. I shared this with you, Andrew, offline. Um, from my St. Patrick's Day party that uh, red. did you know that some of the Red Hot Chili Peppers band members hail from Michigan? Did you know this, Mitch? I don't think I did, I guess. Yeah, they do. Um, I believe one of them's from Grand Rapids. 
Noted. Red Hot Chili Peppers show hot hometown love for Grand Rapids. They have a song um, with the word Michigan in it, but uh, that that's um, when I said I was from Michigan. The, um, they're like, oh yeah, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and I was like, oh, I thought they were from California. They talk about California so much. So anyway, um, we digress. That's all we've got. It was a big episode. What's so funny, guys? Share it with the class. Don't ever change, Ben. Don't ever change, Ben. That's what I used on Andrew. You can't use that back on me. I just did. And I know you did. Sorry. I would rate this show um, in particular in a solid eight. It's trending. Six. <laughs> it's trending down during the last. All right, let's get out of here. Uh, April twenty third. Mark your calendars. Mark your calendars. April twenty third. Uh, follow us. We got an Instagram. It's got two followers. Let's go. Let's let's let's. Yeah, Mitch, that's one of you. Uh, Andrew, Instagramless, so he he's got nothing. Um, we've got the line share on YouTube and the line share on Twitch. So get ready. We'll give um, more clear indication April twenty third on the NFL draft and where you can find us draft night. Um, but check us out on YouTube. Check us out on Twitch. Rate this show five stars, just like you do your Uber drivers. Rate us five stars. The board um, approves of this vote and the shareholders. Um, yeah. Mark your calendars, April 23rd. We will be back. Lions in the draft. Let's go, Lions. You guys want to run it back?